Good evening, everyone. Welcome to our evening Dhamma. Tonight we're looking at purification through knowledge and vision of what is and what is not the path. It's a bit of a mouthful. So we begin the practice of mindfulness We set out on a path to free ourselves from suffering We may not phrase it like that, but that's generally the idea We have problems or challenges or best say inefficiencies, things about ourselves that are for whatever reason, however we look at them, are inefficient. They might present themselves as stressful or bad habits. We might feel guilty about part of who we are We might just have the idea of uh, Gaining something extra Maybe we don't feel bad about ourselves you know, It's not it's, You're not supposed to feel bad about yourself Maybe we feel good about ourselves But we think, hey I could be even better than this You hear about spirituality And you think, well, that's something that I would really, I could really uh, come in handy, you know, really be useful for me to be a more spiritual person. And these qualities of being mindful, you think, well, that's a useful skill. That's really how we should look at it. In the Buddha's time, the best meditators weren't bad people. But uh, they were good people who saw that they could be better people It's a bit of an important point Meditation isn't just to make you an ordinary person right? um, They talk about medication Medication is for the purpose of making you a functional member of society That's not really what meditation is all about in fact you find the more you meditate, the harder it is to function in society To some extent, because you start to see the problems with society so, But there's a general idea of going somewhere, of getting something, right? Becoming something A path for life for probably the best way of putting it, it's a path So that's what we're describing We've talked about these purifications as though they are paths And so it's this point where the meditator begins to Find the path 
up until this point they've really just done a lot of the tool, as I said, they're working out how to use their tools and begin to finally uh, traverse the path in the last purification. When they overcome doubt in the last purification, when the beginning meditator is wrestling about what is the right way to go, and then the meditator f realizes or starts to see what is the right way to go and they, they start to go in that direction so in this purification is about seeing what leads us along the path meaning what really frees us from suffering what leads us to greater clarity of mind peace of mind freedom of mind and the meditator begins to discern you know, that which does and that which doesn't and at the same time, this is when, well, for whatever reason, this this is the time when all of the uh, fake paths come out. You know, it's basically because the meditator begins to practice correctly. And through practicing correctly, the meditator becomes concentrated, focused. There is, with the, without all the doubt, to tear one apart there is a um, sort of a, a sort of composure of mind uh, this is the state that we all are looking for right? you think okay a good meditator is composed their mind is strong so at this point the meditator's mind becomes strong and as a result, a lot of new experiences come up, mostly good ones. Uh, the texts talk mainly about the good ones, and with good reason, because through good practice, good things come up. It's worth mentioning that for some people, bad things will come up. It's not as common, but it's worth noting that if... And by bad things here, we don't mean ordinary bad things. We mean deep, dark bad things. You know, I've had meditators who have early childhood trauma or that kind of thing. I mean, this is where it might come up because your mind is finally strong enough to penetrate deeply into your past. No? Your mind is, is focused enough to see, to weed out all the chaff, all the the, the noise, you know, ordinary bad stuff, ordinary stresses, and then the deep stresses come up. It's not something to be afraid of. But that's really the point, is that it's something that distracts the meditator. Mostly good things, sometimes bad things. But they're usually very new and, and uh, new in terms of the meditation practice. They're not something one has dealt with in the beginning. At this point, new stuff comes up. Very good things. Sometimes the meditator feels bliss. For every meditator it's different If you're not feeling any If you're not experiencing any of these things Well it's actually a bonus Because you don't have any distractions But meditators are distracted by bliss They're distracted by calm They're distracted by lights Some meditators see bright lights Or they just feel light Their eyes are closed But it feels like the room is very bright And all these things come from Some sort of 
state of mind that is evoked through strong concentration. Meditators' concentration improves, and a lot of much more to do with the nature of their own mind. You know, a lot of concentrated states come up. For some people it's bright lights, for some people it's bliss, for some people it's calm, quiet. A lot of people have states of quiet, where there's really nothing. The mind is suddenly still. Uh, for some it's knowledge. They begin to understand things about their lives. Now I've gone through, this is a talk I've given many times, some of you find this stuff familiar, but it's always good to go over it. Knowledge means they, well, lots of different kinds of knowledge. Confidence, this is the point where the meditator finally has confidence. The doubt is gone and there's this upsurge of faith and confidence, faith in the teacher, this teacher is such a great teacher, faith in the teachings, wow, this teaching is so perfect and wonderful and great faith in the Buddha faith in Buddhism faith in oneself I am such a good meditator I'm doing it I'm successful but the, you know, the, the funny thing is when you start saying that when you start um, focusing on that you're no longer meditating you're now a very poor meditator because you're no longer being mindful I mean, it's a good sign. These are a sign that, wow, the mind is really progressing. But this is when the... So so because of the progress, um, well, because of the progress, good things come, but um, the real trick at this point and the key at this point is to be able to say, what is it that's that's causing the progress? What is it that is allowing me to progress? And all it takes is, is, is an asking of that question To make one realize, well no, it's not these positive states that have suddenly come up If now I fix and focus on these, I've stopped what I was doing I've, I've left the path So these are good signs, but these are not the path They're called byproducts of pr the practice And they are problems simply because they distract so it's a warning that yes good things are going to come many good things that maybe you wished for maybe you thought this would be great if they could come in my meditation but happiness is not the cause of happiness you don't get more happy just because you wallow in the happiness if you want happiness you need goodness you need this purity of mind Mindfulness So at this stage the meditator begins to see things as they are The meditator begins to practice skillfully for the first time This is where the meditator has really begun to practice as, And it's the door to insight Right. One is beginning, okay, practicing correctly, but then practicing incorrectly And so it's this stage where the meditator begins to discern right practice from wrong practice This is the path, this leads me further, this is not the path, this is just a distraction It's important for the teacher to help the meditator here because it's very easy to get on the wrong path 
for quite some time. The meditator might get spend days even on the wrong path. For some meditators without teachers. If without a teacher they get to this point, it's quite common for a meditator to spend months or even years on the wrong path. You know, they'll practice mindfulness, but then they'll switch to focusing on the the effects, the the results of mindfulness, and they won't understand what the next step is. Not not confident in the fact that mindfulness is the next step. Mindfulness of these states So when you're calm you should say to yourself Calm, calm, calm Happy, so it's happy, happy If you see bright lights of course it's seeing, seeing Even if you feel very quiet or calm Quiet, you would just say quiet, quiet Many things, many things one can become attached to It's at this point where the meditator really has to assess You need vimangsa to step back and to assess your practice And say, hey, I'm not really being mindful of that Here's something I'm not being mindful of And refine your practice This isn't really refining at this point It's more just deciding this is right, this is wrong This is the way, this is not the way Sitting around feeling happy all the time, unfortunately, isn't the way to attain freedom from suffering. Because it's, an, it's a product, it's not a cause. It's an important point, right? This is a problem with society as we think, don't, you know, this, don't worry, be happy. As though happiness could solve your problems, it unfortunately can. Because happiness doesn't lead to happiness. Happiness isn't the cause of happiness. Of course, not worrying is a good cause of happiness, but it's it's different. So, if you don't worry, then you will be happy. If you and of course, by worry we include all un, unwholesome states. If you stop worrying, if you stop uh, getting angry or being afraid, if you stop wanting, if you stop being addicted to things. And yes, you'll be happy But it's not about just being happy or just focusing on good states And the same with bad states Obsessing over bad states, delving on, into them Bringing them up again and again is also not the way So this is the dark side It can happen that at this point bad things come up Things that a meditator has held inside They're not a problem they're only a problem if we think that they're a problem If we get upset about them, if we get worried about them Distracted by them, frustrated by them Attached to them They're just phenomena, their thoughts, their emotions They just come up All of the emotions that exist in the mind are just that, emotions They can only hurt us if we give them the power to Nothing is a problem in the practice Nothing can block us from practicing Because everything can be a, an object of mindfulness So there you go, briefly talking about This latest, the next stage In the path of purification
That's the Dhamma for tonight. Thank you all for coming out. We're going to get the question page open. Pressure on the IT team. Questions aren't being answered because I can't access the questions page. They're all so busy. If anybody wants to join the IT team, we can always use more volunteers. Figure out why this, why I'm all I'm seeing is the wheel turning and turning and turning. That's not right. We live in an age of instant gratification. Where are my questions? Let's go see what's happening on YouTube. Hello, YouTube. Oh, we've got people saying thank you. Well, that's nice. Oh, I've got to talk to Robin. Um, I keep forgetting. Robin, I need to talk to you after this. Can we do a Google Hangout? Yeah, I've got business to take care of with, uh, with my board of directors. So I'm going to use that as an excuse to not wait for this thing to start to finish loading, and it's not loading. So, good night everyone. Thank you all for tuning in.